We want to welcome everyone to another episode of Minority Report Podcast with Eric and Carell coming to you live from Ad Color 2021. Got a very special guest with us. He just got off of the stage having a very fascinating conversation. Usman Sako So, who is the co-founder and president at Black Tag. Usman, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Pleasure to be here. Great that you're joining us and awesome to meet you. Definitely want to dig into a few different topics with you, but let's start here. Tell us about Black Tag and tell us what's going on these days there. Yeah, man. So Black Tag is a uh, culmination of both my background and my co-founder's background. I come from the space of media, technology, and entertainment. My co-founder comes from, well, he's a software engineer by trade, but also is, is a creative director and an artist. And what Black Tag is, is essentially the first creator-driven platform that is offering both live entertainment and on-demand content. So from a technical understanding, what that really means is that look at the platforms such as YouTube, platforms like Netflix, which is an on-demand platform, yeah. and platforms such as uh, you know Twitch, which is a live broadcast platform. Mm-hmm. So you bring all of those components together from a user-generated perspective, an on-demand perspective, and a live broadcasting, bring all of them together, but specifically geared towards Black creators. Mm. So creators having a profile on Black Tag where brands and audiences can go and subscribe to their unique channels, as well as aggregating all of the content that is on the actual platform as well. We as a studio develop our own original content, so short form content, long form content. We also license and acquire a few titles Mm -hmm. and work with brands to specifically create content within our studio that may be focused towards a specific creator or they need to get a sponsor that they think that we could actually fulfill that. It's essentially a content-driven platform, but specifically, again, geared globally to underserved audiences and alternative creators. Awesome, awesome. And I love the idea, especially because I personally have heard and seen so much talk about Black creators specifically on other platforms, maybe not getting their just due, maybe not getting highlighted the way that they should and others basically jacking from them. And so was that part of the idea in terms of launching Black Tag? Very much so. Very much so. It is one of the key pillars for sure. Mm. It all starts off with your experiences as a Black man or even as an artist. And what those experiences cultivate is not seeing a platform or utility that speaks directly to you, Mm. right? Mm. You spend a lot of time on Netflix looking for content that may remind you of your aunties or your cousins or, or your friends who are artists, and then you don't see anything there or you go to another platform. But there's a missing link, right? Like, you know, we're driving a lot of culture and a lot of trends, but yep. there's not a platform that specifically is aggregating a lot of that content. Mm-hmm. But at the root of it is tied to building a sustainable output towards actually uplifting creators who are creating those pieces of content. Brands react to it, those pieces of content, and those creators put that piece of content on platforms that exist, but those platforms are not suited to essentially help those creators benefit off of that IP, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so there's an unsustainable system that creates to sit on top of each other. And so when you're digesting pieces of content or trying to find content that necessarily speaks to your authentic self. And then you look at the creators who are creating that and they feel like those platforms aren't necessarily inherently protecting them and their IP. Mm -hmm. You start noticing that there's a missing gap within the space. And for us, one of the key drivers that came back to back was how do we create something a utility or product that can sustainably help creators make more money, help them monetize Mm -hmm. so that 
we don't have to go and build another black tag, right? Like the fruits of our labor can exist, but also empower us to make more money. Right. That was a key question for us. You know, shout out to my co-founder as well in terms of he's been on that type of energy for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I came out of Google really, really focused around building something that advertisers and audiences can really participate in. Yeah. But more importantly, how do they participate by knowing that, hey, I don't own this. This is a place for me to enjoy as an observer. And if I want to continue observing this, I need to pay these creators that are actually that funneling are, this piece of content you gotcha. know, towards my entertainment. Gotcha. And you mentioned Google, and I definitely want to come back to your career journey and path because there's Spotify, Google, a bunch of other places you've been. Yeah. But I want to take it back even further than that. Tell us, where are you from? Where were you born? Where were you raised? Where'd you grow up? Ah, man. So I was born in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Mm. Most people know it as the Blood Diamonds region. There's a lot of diamonds that come out of that region, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, Sierra Leone. And that is why the notion of, of, of the war is somewhat of a reminder of most folks. Mm-hmm. So that was part of my background in terms of existing throughout that process of tr- trying to escape and navigate through war and conflict. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I was able to successfully be rescued and then led me to live in various places by myself. Eventually, I came to Atlanta to reunite with my father Mm. and went to high school, middle school, high school, high school at Westlake, Camp Creek. Eventually, I decided that looking at the various places that I had been through being, you know, displaced and, and relocated, what kept coming back to me over and over was just this aspect of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually the first time I traveled, I remember being in a bookstore. I can't remember the location where I was, but I remember seeing a bookstore that had a, a black person in it. Mm-hmm. And I was just really in awe of seeing a black person in a book, right? Because the majority of my life was connected through war mm-hmm. and upheaval, right? Like, so I had never seen or connected to a book that had images of black people in it. Mm-hmm. And I was very intrinsically lost within that that opportunity of seeing what else could be there, right? right. And so I started navigating that space. I picked up photography. Mm-hmm. You know, photography led into cinematography. And I decided that I would go to film school. I wanted to become a director. Mm-hmm. Went to school. I'm not going to name the school because I ended up dropping out. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I figured that I would probably get to where I want to get much quicker if I actually just worked in the industry. Yeah. Rather trying to study just the theory of film. And that progress led me to actually working in the film industry and TV and film. Worked on a lot of TV shows back in Atlanta, Walking Dead, Vampire Diaries, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And moved up, you know, really quickly and saw that advertising was an interesting point of view from a filmmaking aspect, from a branded content perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... To your point, it's it's all storytelling, It's all storytelling, exactly. And for me, you know, (laughs) at the time, advertising was paying a a little bit more money (laughs) in terms of like actually working on set than actually working on TV and film where you're you're working six months versus working on a commercial for a day and you're, you know, you probably make three times that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I quickly grappled towards working in the advertising industry, started paving my way there, working mm-hmm. with a few agencies in town in Atlanta, small boutique shops, and started working with a few different types of brands, getting the opportunity to direct. It's kind of like doing something just that's consistent over and over and over again until yeah. someone who's bigger calls you and gives you a bigger opportunity. And so a few different agencies at the time in Atlanta were calling me to sort of come in as a creative, as a director, as a producer, 
And that led on to actually me looking at the apparatus of just what agency model was. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's something interesting here. What if I built my own, right? Instead of working at an agency, because the brands that were coming to me were already coming to me because of word of mouth and the types of content that I was creating. Where'd that entrepreneurial spirit come from, right? Because you're a co-founder of your own company now. You just said, you know, as you were going through your journey there, you were thinking about, you know, should I build my own? Where did that come from? That's a really good question. The thing that keeps coming back to me is that when you're in war, every second matters Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out how you're going to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. can't ever be comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you get comfortable, something else is going to happen that may deter you to another path. And so I think that natural instincts of driving towards a solution, something of autonomy that you can own Mm -hmm. is just an evolution of like where my entrepreneurial spirit comes from to finding solutions that I can own that controls my time and space. And I've always been into having autonomy because this autonomy allows me to know when I'm going to actually leave or when I'm going to be able to adjust. And I can't do that rightfully so if someone controls my time and space, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think because of war, I had that autonomy and I survived that because of having that autonomy of time and space to Mm -hmm. leave. If I heard a sound, if I heard gunshots, you know, Mm -hmm. I would, you know, quickly just move. And so I think that natural instincts has just stuck with me throughout time. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that even when I do get comfortable, I need to figure something else out to build that gives me more autonomy. Gotcha. Gotcha. It sort of, in a way, helps you sort of stay uncomfortable a little bit too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Being an entrepreneur is uncomfortable, man. It's it's hard. (laughs) It's a daily grind, right? Like, you know, no one's going to call you to get up to go to work. But if you don't go build the thing that you're trying to build, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be successful at it. And so it's also giving you that autonomy, but but rightfully so, you know, giving you that feeling that you said that makes you really uncomfortable. Right, right, right. What excites you about the future of the creator? We're talking about Black Tag and it being a platform for highlighting creators, advertising and marketing, a space you've always sort of been in. Obviously, you're super passionate about it. What excites you about the future in in terms Mm -hmm. of where you're going and just the creator in general? Man, that's such an amazing question. Corel, I've always been an imaginative person. And as Black people, I've always envisioned a space, as I live through my own experiences, what it would look like if Black people lived within a product or something that we can deliver to audiences because they're so inherently in love with our culture. Right. Like that has always been something that's really interesting to me because we are the purveyors of our culture and we set a lot of trends and move it forward. But at the time, I think those ideas are very lofty and it's like, well, it could be possible, but is it really possible? And I think once I got to Google, I learned about product. I learned about like a utility, building something that can be captured within a phone, within Mm -hmm. something that can be used to then like be discovered. And when I think through that thinking and through manifesting that, the universe conspired for me to meet my co-founder. But to point it back to your question, what I'm excited for is, man, a space that like Black people own. Like this is the driver. If you're in love with the culture, if you're excited about understanding the themes and the narratives of it, Mm -hmm. here's a space that's built and owned by people that look like them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And speaking to the future of Black creativity, a lot of the times Black people are seen as very monolithic in terms of media. Yeah. No offenses to the BETs of our world and to revolt, you know, any of those systems, but those are one segment of the Black nuance and the Black 
perspective of how we live our lives, right? And I think currently where we are today in media, there's nothing speaking to the future of Black creativity, but more importantly, an entertainment platform or even a product that's trying to aggregate Africa and where it's going, mm -hmm. but also Black Brazil and Black Europe, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. Black people live in those mm -hmm. marketplaces as yep. well. Yep. And so something that can unify that and unify Black creators so they can not only discover themselves, but to also find ways to work together mm, and mm. to amplify each other, gotcha. but all driven by one system yeah. and bringing those people together. It's a very like utopian sort of like idea, but I That's think okay. that is what's going to actually help us as people be more valued and understand what we have should be paid for, mm -hmm. right? Like if you want to discover it, this is our natural strengths and our ability to create something out of thin yeah. air. Yeah. And we've always been that as people, as Black people, yep. very imaginative, very, you know, ingenuity, you know, with music mm -hmm. and sound and just creativity. And I think if the future of that, I don't want it to be a monolithic realm. I want it to, you know, be discovered in various ways and to extrapolate it itself. Right, and that's right. what I'm excited about. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Love that response. So obviously we're here at Ad Color 2021. Like I said earlier, you just got off the stage. Can you tell the listeners what was the conversation about and how did it go today for you? Yeah. So the conversation was about Black Tag is launching very soon. Yeah. You know, we're in the App Store. The majority of our content will be rolled out at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. you know, we have a pretty big announcement coming out. And so one of the series that's going to be available on Black Tag is called MGMT. Mm. And that series really is discovering executives and managers that have sort of pioneered their own stories and their own spaces to get to where they have gotten. Mm -hmm. And so MGMT looks at that from a very microscopic scope and discovers that specific manager, right? Like someone, you know, someone like, you know, Coach K or someone like Anthony Saleh, who's a manager, but most people don't know him and most people don't know what he's done behind the music industry to the folks that you're listening to today. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so it, it really focuses on that. And what the panel was about was really discovering some of those folks that are going to be part of that series mm. to get to know them and gotcha. to understand more visibly, like how they've gotten here and to bring awareness to the space of not only being underserved and being Black, but also pioneering through a system where you don't see a lot of yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And and again, I, I listened to the conversation. Fascinating conversation. Love the discussion as well, too. Got a question for you. I heard you ask this question, so now I'm going to ask it of you. What would Usman today tell himself, you know, when you were first starting your career? <laughs> oh, man. See, I was paying attention to you. Yeah, yeah you were. My career, I feel like it's, it's really been all over the, the place. But I think part of that was just like learning, right? Yeah. And just trying to understand or figure out what I wanted. It's been very linear in terms of like, it's been in media uh -huh. and creativity. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was in a room and I had to tell my younger self, the thing that, that comes back to me is just patience. Mm. You know, mm. it's okay to fail. Yeah. Right. And yeah. through that failure, there's so much about yourself that you learn you and learn. That you pick up. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the biggest failures that I've had are the most teachable moments for me. Mm. Moments where I've learned, wow, like I really got through that. Yeah. If I could get through this, perhaps I can and, get to anything. Yep. I think when the noise is shut and you're by yourself and you failed at something mm -hmm. and, you know, like you're in a dark place sometimes. And I think coming out of that, coming out of failing and not having someone there to help guide you, but like working your way out of that yeah, yeah. is something that I think is just, uh, it's really beautiful, man. And what it goes back to is just having a bit of patience for yourself yeah, yeah. and letting those moments and those failures or wins, 
be a process, yeah. right? It's about being honest with yourself in those moments as well, Absolutely. too, right? You got to be honest with yourself in those moments in order for them to be real teachable moments. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fun question I love asking cool. every guest we have on the podcast. Give us the top three apps that you use on your phone, but you can't name email, calendar, or text messaging because those are too boring. So. <laughs> oh, man, that's well, tough. Obviously, Black Tag is going to be on the list, right? Black Tag is number one. I open that bad boy up every day yeah. just to uh, play with it and just to, to live in the moment mm-hmm. and accept that, wow, you know, this is my reality. Oh, I would say search, Google. Yeah, yeah. I search things up a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. Yeah. The third one, it's probably my camera. Mm. I take a lot of photos. Mm. Yeah. Going back to the creator. Yeah, man. Storytelling. Yeah. yeah. I, I take a lot of photos, yeah. interesting photos, composition, mm-hmm. just like nature. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone wants to continue the conversation, how can they get in touch with you? You can reach me. I don't know if I should give my personal LinkedIn. email out. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best LinkedIn place. LinkedIn is, is the best place. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, Usman at Sakoso. You can just look up Black Tag and LinkedIn, and I'm sure you'll be able to find me on there as well. Awesome. But yeah, I'm ready to talk to people and, you know. And, and I'd love to have you back on the podcast a little bit further down the line after, you know, Black Tag launches, the app launches, and and you got more stories to tell. We'd love to have you come back and talk Thank more, you. man. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Corral. Yeah, this I appreciate it. And for those of you listening, you can find more episodes of the podcast wherever you download and listen to your audio. Just look for the logo. And thank you again to our partners at Ad Color for creating this space for us. Thank you. Thanks for having me.